0: Watches the one time I tagged out your podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did I tell you I figured out how to do podcast? Like, no, no. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome DTech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the <laughs> Oh, Ted, it's good to see you You too, Steve, you too It's one of those moments where we get in this little soundproof room that we call the Mega Studios We sit down, we never talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast We just kind of BS for 10, 15, 20 minutes Yeah, yeah, yeah we got, a, we got a BS, so then we can go, oh, we only have time for two segments. Exactly. Yeah, we, we definitely shortchange people because we're selfish, and we want to talk just random crap that we could easily talk about. It got to the point where I'm in tears laughing, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just starting the podcast now. I don't want to even hear the rest of the story. We're going to finish it on the podcast, because it's that funny. So, Ted, I'm not even doing the push-ups yet. I'm not doing the All TED right. Talk yet. We're going right into the story. All right. So, a little setup to this is right before we start, my phone rings, and I'm like, hello. And it's my mom. And I'm just... I'm very dry to the point. Like it sounds like as if like his landlord just called him. Yeah, what? I don't know when I'm going to be home. I'll let you know. And I'm like, who the hell is talking? Who is he talking to with such disdain? So I go, and then he goes, "Okay, mom." And I'm like, "That's your mother? That's sweet, Maureen." All right, so I need to call her back because there's a hurricane about to hit where she lives. <laughs> This could be the last conversation you have with your mother. So she calls and goes, you know, like, hey, are you going to be around tomorrow? She goes, are you going to be by your mailbox tomorrow? Because, you know, when Ted's not here at work, he has a he has a lawn chair right next to the mailbox just waiting for the mail. Right. So, so that's, Hello, postal carrier. It's me, Ted. <laughs> so my mom has this notorious habit of buying kind of... She's gifts for people, but sending them way too late. As I said, last year she sent something that cost like $100 to send, showed up a day late because it was supposed to be July 4th, which July 4th is don't see. I do nothing. <laughs> I end up sitting on my house, like outside, drinking beers. What was it? You think, they, they, Jesus, they was were the fireworks? Were like, no, it was like 4th of July candy and some, and some towels. 4th of, <laughs> of July towels? Yes. She sends me towels <laughs> Do you take theme showers? No, like towels to put like in your kitchen oh. Or like hand towels Steve, you know me I change out towels for every holiday Of course <laughs> Classic, classic Ted. Yeah, it's just Ted, Ted. Ted just getting out the towels. Hold on, everybody. Here comes Ted with his oh, towels. There it is. Happy Fourth of July. Have a festive goddamn towel. Your hands look wet. Do not use those towels. Those are my Halloween towels. Halloween towels? <laughs> These are my Fourth of July towels. <laughs> Sorry, I had Christmas bowls that have been sitting out all year. I was eating cereal out of two weeks ago. So, all right. So, my mom—that's why the disdain in my voice was just like, "What? What are you sending? What now?" Like, I don't. Like, I go, "Do I have to sign for something?" So then she's like, "No, but like, I'm sending a gift." I go, "Did you send it? I'm on my way to send it right now." What's this gift for? It's for somebody's birthday. Oh, okay. that is two days, like two days or three days away. So, right? Because I was like, your birthday's not till December. You just got plenty it's of time. It's a mutual friend of ours. Oh, okay. The one. Okay. Yes. The party. So, uh, right. So I, I just was like, all right. So then I hang up. Steve goes, man. Like, that was your mom. It wasn't very nice. And I, because start- honestly, up until that moment that you were talking, I thought for sure this was somebody that you were just not in the mood to talk to. And then it ended with, okay, mom. Well, I got to go do the podcast with Steve. And I'm like, that's your mother. <laughs> So, afterwards, I start telling Steve that my mom does this all the time. So yeah, Gets these, like, kind of crazy gifts, <laughs> sends them way too late, and then, like, worries about it. So, one time, she sends a gift early. Is last summer. Our buddy, Ben Dragapon, his parents are, I think The man a, that rubs my knees right now. Yes. So, his parents, great people, are having, I want to say it's their 50th wedding anniversary or something. Like, they've been married forever. Mm-hmm. So... My mom sends their gift early, and she's like badgering me, and I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm like, Benny, is there some gift there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's got it, but they're going to wait till the party to open it. I say, great. So then we get to the party. I, of course, show up an hour and a half late in the backyard where they live. I'm picturing like, you showing up an hour and a half late drunk. I was sober. <laughs> no, I know. No. But that's just, that's just, there's Ted again. Classic Ted. Right? So like, I know Benny's friends, but these are all his buddies that he grew up with. There's a lot of family. So I kind of walk in, kind of like, all right, who am I going to see first? And his brother Aaron, who's a very nice man, makes a beeline for me, like almost like stepping through chairs. <laughs> He's doing like the Heisman pose. <laughs> right. Like he, he is on a mission. And he walks up. He's to like OJ going through a rental car company before he was the yes, most hated man in the like world. The, it was like the Hertz ad before he yes. started stabbing everybody. <laughs> Only two people, Ted. Come on. That's You're not right. like an exaggeration, man. You're right. I'm making OJ look bad. You are. Show some respect to an innocent man. So Aaron comes sprinting through, and he just goes, Ted, you a-hole. And I go, what? Right? I just got here. Right? Because I am a little bit stoned. I'm not drunk, though, Steve. <laughs> what? And he, and he goes, you got my parents the same gift that I got them. And I was like, all right. And he's like, "And you sprung for the frame. <laughs> I was like, Aaron, I had nothing to do with this. Like, my mom sent it. And it's this awesome thing that's got, like, the date you got married. Uh huh. And it goes back. It has, oh. like, a newspaper clipping. And like, and how that. much milk is was caught. Yes. Yeah, those things are fun. Yeah. I know that they're, like, kind of, like, people might look at them, like, oh, it's silly. I always get a kick out of seeing what happened on my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they got two of oh, them. She framed it. And she she's run for the frame. So this is the only gift she's ever sent early and on time. Now does your mom know Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows okay. it. Because okay. we would go up there and eat Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's one. Yeah. I, mean. I, I, I was like, what's going on now? Where's my birthday gifts? <laughs> and that was for his parents. Drago doesn't get birthday gifts. <laughs> Wait, the parents get birthday gifts? It was an anti- look, if you have a if you if you I'm have a fiftieth wedding anniversary. I'm working on it, Ted. We only have 42 more years to go. Yeah. So tell her to get cracking. Oh, man. That would be awesome, but that would make my mom 74. She would be like 110 at your party. Fair enough. She's invited. 110. It shows up on time. Yes. You know, when I turned 100, I said, no more of these late gifts. No more charging these fees. Life is of the essence now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't put it off tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm 100. I'm 100. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. So that's why, sorry, if it sounded bad. I was just like, what are you sending? What is going on? I'm on the way to the the store now. Just stop. But it's funny because I feel like we all talk to our parents that way. And everybody in our lives will look at all of us like, come on, man, be cool. Like when my wife's on the phone with her mom, it's like as if she hates her. And they love each other. They, you, they're they hanging out all the time. Yeah, But like she just gets like annoyed within 30 seconds. And I'm like, babe. I remember one time, and like this is what endeared me to her mom for the I think forever. Like I can do no wrong. I mean, minus some awful stuff, obviously. Like you know, maybe like turning into OJ Simpson. Uh, but other than that, I can do no wrong because when we first started dating, the first time I ever experienced my wife doing that, or my then girlfriend at the time doing that, like getting short and annoyed because I do that too with my parents. Yeah, and my my wife will be like, "Come on, they're so sweet. Why are you doing that?" And then now she's gotten to know them. She's like, "Okay, I get it. Like you know." <laughs> They're they're sweet, but sometimes they just ask a lot of questions. Uh, but uh, parents love questions; I, they do. And sometimes it's questions I don't have answers to. Like, well, what is, what, what, what's Ted up to? I'm like, I don't know. Here's Ted's number; call him. So, anyways, like she gets short when her mom, hangs up the phone, like annoyed, and like doesn't even like wait for the goodbye. And I look and go, "You call your mom back?" She's like, "What are you, huh?" I'm like, "You call your mom back? That was rude." Apologize to her for being so rude. I get that you're annoyed with her, but there's no reason to hang up on your parent. And she's like, fine. This is back when she actually tried to impress me. Yeah. So you know, nowadays she'd be like, "Go oh, screw yourself. <laughs> so she calls her back and says, mom, I apologize. I'm sorry. And She's like, well, oh, why are you doing that? And Steve made me do it. Oh, Steve's such a sweet... Ever since then, man, I'm like the greatest person oh, that's yeah, ever you're the lived. Man. I mean, anything I need to do, like she's like, you might, you can do no wrong in my mom's eyes. I'm like, that's because I made you call her back. Mm-hmm. And the same with me. Like, sometimes I get annoyed. She's like, be nicer. So it's funny. Like, I, I give you crap, but I do the exact same thing with my mom and dad. Yeah. And like, when she visits, I catch myself. Like, sometimes yeah. I'll be like, look, I'm just sorry. Like... Number one, I'm not used to talking to anybody in the morning. Right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, she's 74. She's up early. She, by the time I'm getting out of bed at 8:39, she's already been up for four hours thinking and waiting. <laughs> well, I got that reputation here at work. I remember that summer meltdown talking with Matt. He's like, "Oh yeah, I know not to bother you." So does Gregor. Everyone knows not to bother you in the morning. I'm oh like, really? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, "Yeah, you know, we just we could see it in you, and like no, no one no one bothers Steve." Because it's early in the morning. I'm like, well, dude, come on, man. Cut me some slack. It's 4 a.m. You think I want to talk to you? He's like, no, I get it. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone either. But we just think it's funny because you just like all of us don't want to talk early in the morning. But it's very apparent you don't want to talk early in the morning. I'm like, oh, my bad. I got to work a little bit at that. Yeah, I'm bad at it too. So uh, you mentioned Ben I, again. I want to give a shout out to Ben because he is rehabbing my knee. Like, and you know what's cool is like I, I knew Ben for a while, like mutual friend, and yeah. see him usually when I hang out with you when we watch the Sounders. He's a former Sounder goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, spending some quality time with him. Granted, he's forced to be around me and stuck talking to me. <laughs> I'm having a blast, man. What a good dude. It's like it's always fun when you realize it. And I already knew it, but like it just confirms that my friends pick. Good people to be their friends as well. Yeah, Benny's Uh, dope. And uh, because I just got a message is why I want to bring it up as well. Somebody's like, hey, sorry to bother you, but what's the name of that place you've been doing your physical therapy? I start some PT today myself. And it's a new place for me. It's not up. If it's not up to par, I'd like another option. It's the Athletic Training Institute. And just ask for Ben over in Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. ATI. It's crazy, dude. I won't say who it was, but a big name sports star was there. Right. I'll tell you. I'll turn the mic off so you know who it is. Oh, right. All right. And at first I'm like do you do that double take like Is that-? I think it is, and then I'm realizing he's doing the exact same stuff with his guy that I'm doing with. So we're like we're basically like roommates next to each other while doing the same stuff. And I was like, I'm not. My wife's like, Did you say anything to him? I'm like, No, I'm not going to bug him. He's in his own little world. He seemed very nice, but I was like, I'm not going to bug him. He's like, Yeah, the amount of athletes he gets through that they get through that place is crazy. Well, you know, you hear about it and like you see some of the stuff on the walls and you you, you hear that they got some like you know A level guys going there, but I never I haven't seen anybody. So then yeah. when you finally see it, it's just like, oh my gosh, you were right. You were And he's like, Well, they're lying to you. Like, no, but that's incre- that's incredible. Like, that's a guy. Yeah. And it's especially with some athletes, like it's hard not to, but it's just like you get so used to like watching these people and talking about them. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh yeah. Like he or she is sitting right next to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and when I was doing some kind of like like PT type stuff, like working on some stuff with my leg strength. He was doing some stuff as well. He wasn't injured. I think it's probably just like routine maintenance for a lot of those guys because the stuff that they do with that muscle activation, you could be doing it even when you don't have an injury, which that's pretty awesome because, I mean, I would imagine they need that for the the strength and stuff like that. Yeah, and when he was coaching with the rain, I mean, uh, you know, Hope Solo is a pretty big name in women's soccer. Kinda. So, sometimes after the games, like, I don't blame her. Like, she doesn't, like, hang out the most, but... Man, I got pictures of my niece and nephew with Hope and everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so she, she always treated Ben great and was very nice to my family. That's awesome. Well, Ben's yeah. a solid dude, so that, shout out to him once again. It's been a really cool experience. I mean, I would rather not have to do that because of the knee, but I'm learning. Dude, my legs are like jello right now. I went to the gym, and I'm doing all these crazy like leg stuff, squat stuff, reverse lunges, all this stuff, and it's just like, I just, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's great because I feel my legs getting stronger, but it It sucks. Yeah, just I've just gotten back into leg. squatting. Yeah, it's no fun. It's It like, takes, honestly, it takes me like two days before my legs feel all right again. Yes. The worst <laughs> is when... Steve, I am not squatting heavy. The worst, though, is I'm not even squatting with weights. I'm just doing squats, you know. And and, and the reverse squats have, like, little weights just to kind of add a little more pressure onto it. But it's more just to strengthen up that knee area. The worst is when you get into it and you're really feeling it. And then you go to bed. And then you wake up the next day and you forgot that you did a bunch of squats. And you take that first step down the flight of stairs. And you feel like you're just going to buckle and collapse. (laughs) And I'm holding Lulu. And I'm like, this is awful. (laughs) 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 So, anyway, that's good stuff. You know, um... What do we got? What do we do? Push-ups. Do we do? Let's do some push-ups. Let's, Let's do some pa- push-ups. In honor of a man that I know both of us loved and unfortunately passed oh, away. Oh, yeah. I wanted to show some love for Mac Miller, man. Nice. I've not listened to a lot of Mac. That Gosh. one bugged me, dude. See, you and me both, man. And yeah. someone tweeted it and nailed it perfectly and said, if anyone was a fan of Mac Miller, you're probably feeling this way like one of your homies just died. Yeah, 100%. And it's true. Like it's, I don't know what it is, man. but like he And I, I tweeted it. And he's the soundtrack to so many fun nights that you and I... Especially on the bus going to Spokane. I mean, uh, heavy rotation is my
1: favorite. I know,
0: man. Some of the other deaths were always tragic, but Mac Miller really kind of stuck me, and I was like, damn. I did not realize How young he was I'm like We've been listening To him for years And he's only 26 Right We must have listened To him when he was A teenager I think when this When he was doing More like the party stuff Like you know Knock knock And party on 5th Ave And loud And Lu- Donald yeah, Trump Yeah I say loud That was probably like 18, 19 years old That's Which crazy. is crazy He had a lot of people I mean Yeah he just seemed like a du- good dude. People liked him. Yeah, I, mean, I, always, I, I always tell people, he's one of those dudes, too. Like, Probably your favorite rapper like Mac Miller. Oh, yeah. You see all these people putting out these tributes to him. Guys that I didn't think were fans of him. Helton John even gave him a shout-out. Yeah. It's crazy. So let's get 10 for Mac Miller, everybody. Clean one. Yeah. This was always my favorite one to play on the bus Because of the bass Oh
1: yeah I
0: forgot how much of a uh, Like a library he had And and then you hear some of his newer stuff And it's like night and day I mean this is like he was writing party anthems back then And now it's like some serious like I need to think about what he just sang about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why. And I don't know know if you watch it's a crazy radio edit. I just looked on YouTube. Yeah. Even the guy said not one of my best works but I'm going to claim it's probably one of the better versions on YouTube. So I'm like, all right, I'll play this one. Did you see the Instagram post the last Instagram post that he put out on Instagram Live? He was like working on a song. It was super fascinating and it really showed how talented of an artist he was not just a rapper. Doing all the keyboard parts, layers that out, then picks up the bass, works out the bass line. It's like, man, yeah, I didn't realize that he had that much skills. Well, that was part of the story. It was a couple of years ago. He lost like a year of his life, like basically locked up in his place in Cali, like making music and doing drugs. Yeah. And then he came back out and like talked about it and was like, oh, I'm done with the hard drugs. Like, you know, like was back and I want to say in New York for a while and like Pittsburgh because I think that's when he came out with good music. Gotcha. And then, then it was... um or good AM. Uh, there was a minute where I remember like being on Twitter, and I, it was clear that he was battling some serious... T- yeah. It was like one in the morning, just a long thread of clearly a, drug in, a, a drug-fueled, a just out there tweets, man. I was just yeah. like, whoa. And then the next day I woke up, and I think they were all gone. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yep, he, he had a rough night. Yeah. So It's, it's um, always sad, too, when you see somebody like... Especially that somebody everybody likes just struggling. And I didn't realize how... I always thought, like... Being a fan of him was almost oh people are gonna goof on me like, like I don't know like I thought maybe some like serious hip hop heads were gonna be like oh Mac, Mac Miller no Mac Miller got a bad rap too sorry just it would it, like you got to be young and a bro to like him and it's like that's not true man no no I mean Grant we are young and bros we, I mean we're, we're we have broish qualities for sure we are clearly young <laughs> bros why don't we take a quick break when we come back we'll do the TED talk but uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad that we got to throw that out there because yeah, I know yeah. you're a huge fan I'm a huge fan and it's weird that. Of all the celebrity deaths that have happened seri- in like recent years, this one hit me harder than most. Oh, 100%. I mean, like with Cornell, you. obviously, of course, uh, Chester, but this one hit me on the same level. Uh, maybe not as, as Cornell, but definitely more than Chester. Yeah. It just sucks. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and we won't be as depressing. No. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> R.I.P. <R>. Mac. <laughs> Ted and Steve need a minute to hug it out. The mega cast will return.
1: So you're getting into the whole Nike protest thing and showing your unhappiness with the company by torching your $200 shoes? Why not protest and get ready for fall at the same time? introducing new
0: pumpkin spice nikes they're the same overpriced shoes the company makes for about a dollar and a quarter in a haitian sweatshop but they've been infused with the rich warm scent of pumpkin spice now when you blaze up those jordans you'll fill the air with that beloved harbinger of fall pumpkin spice And when the fire goes out, you can use the leftover embers to make a festive holiday potpourri. So get ready for fall. Support the right to protest and protest against someone else's protest with the all-new Pumpkin Spice Nikes, available at Foot Locker and
1: Pottery Barn.
0: Ready for some more awesome? Shit. The mega cast is back. Oops. Ted and I are going to go grab lunch after this, so we just spent the entire break trying to figure out what we want to have for lunch, and we still haven't figured it out. Yeah, we were like a weird couple. We are. I don't know. What do you want to get? What do you want? What do you want? Well, I'm starving. Well, I'm starving. You, you feeling like uh, chicken wings? Eh. All right, no chicken wings. What else? What are you in the mood for? I don't know. Pick something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ted Talks, starring D. Tech Smith. Today's TED Talk. Pick something. Pick something. Uh, today's TED Talk is uh, "Keep Taking Chances." Uh, Steve will hear more about this over lunch, but uh, I, you know, I, as I often say in TED Talks, it's. A lot of times it's Ted talking to Ted, too. Yep. Uh, Yeah, keep taking chances. And, uh, you know, it's football season. Keep taking those shots downfield. Shooters got to shoot. Passers got to pass. We can get back on this horse, Ted. We're going to be all right. (laughs) I love it, man. (laughs) Right? Oh, I can't wait to hear what chants are about to take, Ted. Literally, I was frustrated about something. Somebody goes, I don't think you're out yet. That was just the first strike or something. And I go, Mm. it was the third strike, and I didn't even swing the effing bat. I was caught looking. Backwards, K. (laughs) Throw the bat to the ground, flip off the bat boy, and then knock over the... Gatorade bottle Right, I haven't played Organized baseball Since I was 14 And I'm still like That's like the way To insult myself the most I didn't even swing At that third strike Backwards K Well at least you didn't Have a coach that would Pull you aside And be like Steve We need you on base A walk is as good As a hit Lean into that pitch He told you to wear it All the time No Bro Oh that's bad coaching That's really bad, Brooklyn, New York, baby, represent Little League St. Columba. (laughs) Well, look, in all fairness, I like how I'm justifying. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. I'm like justifying the abuser. In all fairness, I batted one season a solid 0-0-0. Like the only two hits I had all season were foul balls, and I was stoked I even got those. I was terrible. Terrible. And I remember then... That season, I batted zero, 0 Okay, no, the next season. So, I, the, the season where he was trying to tell me to lean into pitches, man, just freaking take them, man. Just take them. Because, you know, and I'm like, oh, all right, I was a good catcher. Like, he liked, like, I had a purpose on the team. Yeah, of I course could, you did. I, I was like, all oh, Benito Santiago for all you old school 40 like, right, somethings. Right, I like that. You know, I could throw from my knees, man, and just gun it. Boom, strike. Get, get, not strike, but get him out, right? All right. Uh, but the bat, Don. Even I, by the time I start swinging, he's already throwing it back to the pitcher. I was terrible. I just had no hand-eye coordination when it came to that. Right until one game, my coach decided, you know what, the other team needs a player, and this became a, a, an ongoing experience for me. Another, you know, I was the kid when the other team was short on players. Put Steve on that team. That way, they're at a disadvantage. Right? Holy crap! Oh, dude, it was bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why I'm such an insecure person. <laughs> so, I'm sorry I made fun of you about Cornhole. Yeah, Ted. I understand it. I sucked. I'm doing the best I can. I was messed up. <laughs> That's why I get messed up. So I have an excuse for being terrible. Because I know if I was sober, I'd still be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to the other team. And I don't know what. Probably because I'm the catcher. And I kind of was used to how the kid pitched at me. I was crushing balls. Really? It was like a it was like a Disney movie for me, not for anyone else. But you know what I mean? So every at-bat I had a hit. Two triples and a double. Nice. Crushing them until the game was over. And then I had to talk to my coach. And he was not happy with me. So What the hell are you doing, man? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I send you to that team, and you, and you hit a bunch of – I was the game – I was like, I got the game ball from that team. The coach gave me the game ball. I was like – and even talked to my coach about trying to get me onto his team. He's like, can we have him? If you're going to just give him up, yeah, can we have him? right. So now he's mad at you as you performed? Yes! Jesus. Oh, he was the worst. And his son was the pitcher. It was one of those kind of coaches. Son was the pitcher, bad at cleanup. Granted, he was a good player, but, you know, favoritism to the 10th degree. Not that I'm bitter at all about it, Ted. No. I remember playing. So for- I know a thing or two about striking out. <laughs> you got to keep taking chances. I did. Fire that thing downfield. I kept failing and then finally I told my parents I quit. I'm I- done with Little League and they were never happier. <laughs> I could always hit. I just was slow and had a poor <laughs> arm. <laughs> oh, Little League times. Hey, I found this audio. I'm just curious what you think about this. Uh, Nicki Minaj, you know her, right? Uh, very well. Yes. Uh-huh. Are you Nicki? Are you Camp Nicki, or are you a Cardi oh, B my- person? I'm both. You got to pick a side, Steve. I'm bad bougie. <laughs> I'm bad bougie. <laughs> um, bad <I'm>, <laughs> bougie. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, what's her name? Bad. Oh, bad baby. Bad baby. Not yeah, bad bougie. <laughs> I thought you were called bad bougie. Clearly a hip hop guy. Love Mac Miller, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> I'm Team Nikki. All right. All right. Are you Cardi B? I am. Oh, see. You and I. Maybe we shouldn't get lunch. Maybe we su- Let's not. Because I want chicken wings, and you clearly don't. No, all right. Well, this was fun. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is yeah. the last mega cast. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw Nikki Minaj when she opened for uh, Britney Spears at Tacoma Dome. That, that was pretty cool. All right. So I haven't seen Cardi B yeah. before. So come back at me when you do. How about I was ahead of the curve on that last summer. Yeah, you were. You were. You were the one who'd first. That's, yeah, you were. Tr- you were banging that drum. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Nicki Minaj was on Ellen. And I thought this was a rather interesting moment where she starts talking about uh, her romantic life.
1: If you have someone that you don't see on a regular basis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not like if you're living with the person and you see them every night. But if you see them, uh, you know, like a once or a twice a week, mm-hmm. then yeah, three times a night. When I see you three times a night.
0: Okay. She's talking about sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Team Nikki, but I have heard this already. This is incredible. Yes. Three times a night? She straight up just sounds like a dude.
1: And hang goodbye. <gasps> really? I'm she not does. When you say three times, is it spread out over the night or just three times right away? Ellen. It has to be, well, no more than a half an hour between each thing. Uh-huh. No more than a half hour. And then I understand you don't enjoy being touched or cuddled afterwards. I hate cuddling after. I hate all, every man who likes cuddling. It's like, you know what it is, Ellen? It's like, once I get mine, if I feel really, really great, leave me alone. You're right. Go away. Go away some food or a sandwich or something. Go make a sandwich.
0: Go make a sandwich. Uh-huh. Are we sure she's a woman? <sighs> I mean, look, I didn't need to hear that to know I couldn't handle Nicki Minaj. <laughs> no, I can't yeah, no, no, no. But especially after round two, like, Nicki, I'm going to need longer than a half hour, girl. <laughs> You're either going to have to give me a pill or give me a, 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 a good solid two hours to rebuild. Plus, like, I'm going to be dead honest here. If we've had sex twice in the last 90 minutes, like I'm not thinking about having sex a third time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm out on the deck smoking weed, <laughs> like just enjoying life. If we have more than one sex, more than once in one night, you don't have to worry about me trying to cuddle on you. I'm going to be passed out before I even get near you. Yeah, and sorry, Nicki Minaj. Like I would cuddle the crap out of her, but I guess she wouldn't let me. Yeah, she seems like she'd be fun to cuddle. Yeah, man, she's voluptuous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We clearly, her and I were not meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, and you were talking about the, the, the beef between her and Cardi B. I bet Cardi B snuggles. I bet she does. Uh-huh. And I bet she only wants sex maybe once every other day. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's what offset loves her. <laughs> and here's Nicki Minaj talking about the issues that she has with Cardi B. I just, I just find Nicki Minaj very entertaining. Oh. I'm c- oh, sorry.
1: Could not believe how humiliated it all felt because we, and I use we loosely, and I'm going to clarify we. How we made ourselves look. I want to say that I would never discuss anyone's child. So let me just go on record having said, I would never talk about anyone's child or parenting. I am not a clown. That's clown shit. You're angry and you're sad. And I really, this is not funny. And this is not about attacking. This is about get this woman some help. This woman is at the best stage in her career and she's out here throwing yeah, bottles Chad. and throwing shoes? She's
0: throwing Who the shoes. F-
1: is going to give her a f- intervention? You f- don't care somebody- until somebody's f- dead. You put your hands on certain people, you're going to die. Period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could be in a relationship with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even want to talk anything. I don't want to say anything about her behind her back. <laughs> she's going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you can't... I can't deny that Cardi B's style is very close to Nicki Minaj's, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know that I like one over the other. Like, I like both of them in their music. I'm more of an Iggy Azalea kind of guy. Jesus Christ, Steve. Don't say that. Now, that's the wrong choice. She. I like how she a- alienated everybody in, like, one summer. Did you see her... I don't remember how she did that. She... I love how we're doing a whole mega cast about the the female, female rappers. rappers. <laughs> I think honestly, I think Iggy Azalea, or not Iggy Azalea, Jesus Azalea Banks. What's it, Iggy? Iggy it, Azalea. It is Iggy Azalea. Yeah, she got too comfortable, I think. Mm. And then <laughs> I don't know why, it went mm. oh, that was the right reaction. Mm. She got too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And then uh, did you see? She was on some yacht twerking, and Nick Young, Swaggy P was like. <laughs> Oh, Swaggy P! an NBA player who dated her. I think he's hooked up with a. The Wait, there's an NBA player named Swaggy P. Yeah, he's not a rapper. No, but his, oh my god, but his name is Nick Young, <laughs> aka Swaggy P. Correct. What does the P stand for? Don't ask. I'm not positive. Honestly. Harriet. <laughs> but it's just, it's just Iggy it Azalea uh, twerking, and he just put, "I'm sorry, what I did to you." Like I can't believe I turned you into this. <laughs> oh! She's kind of like, because that's her thing now. She just, like, twerks on everything. Oh, she got, like, she got new boobs and this and that. Like A little too much. And she's, I don't, maybe she just wasn't the best rapper in the world. No. Yeah. (laughs) None at all. But I like the fancy song. A lot of people did. Yeah. So I should take it off of my uh, playlist. Go ahead. Take her off. Ah, fine. We'll move on to Bad Baby. Bad Baby. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'm sticking with a little pump. Pump, pump. Pump, (laughs) Let's go from uh, rap to old rock. All right, all right. Uh, I don't know. I know you guys, the men's room are off this week. Correct. I appreciate you coming in and still taking one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We talked about this this morning, but I instantly thought of you. I was like, we got to talk about this on the Megacast just because it's just the most insane story. Have you heard about Paul McCartney's interview that he did with GQ? Okay. I've I've just seen headlines. I have not read any of it. All right. So... He did a big interview with GQ, I, I think, to promote his new record. And he was, t- some reason, I, I contend that now that he's in his 70s, he doesn't care about seeming too artistic. You know what I mean? Like he, At this point, I think everyone accepts the fact and are, are right with the f- saying that the Beatles are truly one of the greatest ar- artists of all time. The band put out some incredible music. Yeah. I don't think he needs to come off like a true artiste, you know what I mean? Like he could kind of show his his sillier side and also talk about some of the sillier things that maybe the Beatles were involved with back in the day. And he's a knight. Yeah, he's Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, th- I was talking about this on the men's room like a week ago. Like, Sorry, there's just certain people that are in that upper echelon. There's Jordan, yep. right? There's Wayne Gretzky for hockey. 100%. You know, like Gordie Howe. And to me, the Beatles are in that genre for music. Like even if you're not a fan, you have to respect the talent that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, Gretzky's a fun one because we were just watching some interview that he did, I think on first take or something like that. All right. And my wife's just like, is it me or does he seem like the most humble, cool guy in the world? I'm like, yeah, Gretzky's just a. He's really like, he, if he wasn't Wayne Gretzky, he would be the beer league guy that you're hanging out in the locker room just sharing stories with. He really never, like, he knew he was awesome, but he didn't. He didn't realize how awesome he was. He just thought, well, yeah, I worked really hard at hockey and spent all day and all night doing hockey stuff because hockey's fun. Dude, it's the same thing with Bex, with Beckham. Yeah. The the guy you wink at. He's my dude. Winky. Hey, what's up, Bex? (laughs) Looking good, man. So um, he did this interview and he was telling some random sex stories that involved him and John Lennon. All right. So apparently there was a time where him, John Lennon, and a few other guys were hanging out. And I'd imagine a few drinks were had. And then they just decided, you know what? Now's the time to start making love to ourselves. Oh. Yes. Now, Ted and I have had many wasted nights. We've even shared a door at a hotel in Spokane. Correct. Never once have we ever thought, let's pull out our wieners and start doing things to ourselves. In front of each other. True. The door was closed. Right, I mean, like, and you were in the other room, and I was in the other room. Right, if Steve, I'm was sure like, we were both doing it at the same time. Right, but it's like I'm like they're doing it in front of each other. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't care if somebody was just like, hey, I'm going to go next door and knock one out. Like, cool. Why well, like, when, not in front of me? You remember when uh, the one season, one, the one classic where uh, Takumi came with us? He came all the way from Japan or Australia, I think he was playing some uh, some semi pro hockey there or somewhere over there. Right. He came and was hanging with us, and this is back when we had the sharing doors, and we we're all going all right. to bed. And he started like pulling out the couch in my because we each got our own room. Oh and the rest yeah, of, right. And he's starting to go, and I'm wasting. He's like, "Hey man, is it cool if I just crash here?" I was like, "Yeah, man, but I'm planning on uh, taking care of myself before I go to bed." He just got up and left. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yes, right." I was like I paid good money to have this room by myself, and the only reason why I do it is so that I can have some alone time. Yeah. So then he had to go knock on someone else's door and sleep on the floor. I kind of felt bad, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, room. yeah, I paid for it. He yeah. didn't. Uh, so he, uh, John says, uh, I mean, Paul says, I was over at John's house. It was just a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, we were all, instead of, I thought they must have been roaring drunk. But anyways, he says, we were all in these chairs. The lights were out. I wonder if they were on some kind of hallucinogenics. They ha- I mean, this doesn't make sense. Sober people don't masturbate in front of their friends while sitting in chairs in the I dark. don't know that messed up people masturbate. like oh. Right? You- Sorry. I, I don't want to get too fired up about this, but this is weird, Beatles. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yes, it's very weird. And so then he says, yeah, we were all in the chairs. The lights were out. They had to be on some kind of crazy drugs. All right. And uh, someone started masturbating. So we all did. And then we started shouting the names of people that might help keep us going. Quote, we were just Brigitte, was it Brigitte Bardot? Woo! And then everyone would thrash a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it going. Say another name. And then I love John Lennon. If this story is true, John Lennon might be the best Beatle of all time. I mean, I think a lot of people would say that. Don't but say that to Paul. No, but I think after the story, yes, he was. He says, uh, Lennon killed the mood by... Because instead of yelling out a female's name, he kept yelling out, Winston Churchill. Wow. Right? He's <laughs> trolling those guys. He's gotta be. You're masturbating in front of your friends, and you're yelling out, Winston Churchill. They I- then said, um... It admits it sounds raunchy when you think about it. Yes, Paul. It actually sounds kind of weird. He says it was good, harmless fun. It didn't hurt anyone. Not even Bridget Bardot. To me, when I think raunchy, I think of like a trashy woman. Not not sitting around in the dark with three other buddies. Cranking it. Cranking it. I just love uh, last night Stephen Colbert talked about this. All right. Let's hear what he had to say.
1: Paul McCartney just did an interview with GQ magazine in which he told a shocking story about the early days of the Beatles saying they were all over at John's house and it was just a group of us and instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying I don't even know if we were staying over or anything we were all just you know in these chairs and, and the lights were out and someone started masturbating so we all did
0: someone can't remember who you well, know, they say, he who can't remember, yanked his member. Well, I guess that finally explains the meaning of, with a little help from my friends, and we can work it out, and twist and shout, and come together. Yeah, maybe even played that this morning. It's like, I was like, hey, did that inspire this song? Come together, right now, over me. Ugh. That is not where I thought that was going. No. He then even said that uh, uh, he recalled that George Harrison watched when he lost his virginity. And there was also a time when John Lennon slept with a married woman while her husband watched. Yeah, that doesn't seem that crazy. I don't know. They're famous celebrities. Single Ted. All right. You're out and about. Yeah. Having some drinks. Yeah. Having a good time. You run into a couple, big fans of the show. Love the men's room. Mega cast. Right. Give us a mega hug. Yeah, are having right. a great time. Finally, the night's ending. Girl's really attractive. She's kind of being flirty with you, like, this is weird. What the hell is going on? Okay. She leans over and says, hey, you want to come back to our house, hang out, drink some more, smoke some weed, party with us, and my husband's totally fine with you banging me. He just wants to watch. In. I love you, Ted. I freaking love you. <laughs> this is why you're my best friend. <laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. No. I don't think I could do it, but I love that you can. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. I'm giving, I mean, I'm at least going to give it a college try. Right. Yeah. We even talked about this morning, you know, Spitting Chicklets, the, the the podcast I love, the hockey podcast, Paul Biz, Biznasty. Yeah. Biznette. He shared a story. I can't remember what he said the name of the house was, but he called it like the house that you can, the house of no return because it was so far from everything that once you got there, you were kind of stuck there. And he yeah. met this couple at a bar and- The the girl was friends with another girl who already hooked up with Paul, so she must have told the girl about how awesome he was because he just freely shares these sex stories. It's freaking awesome. I love Paul Bizanet. And then they come over, and the chick's like, you should come party with us. Come back to my house. We got sex toys. We do all this crazy stuff. And he's like, in. Let's go. So he doesn't think it's going to be far from where the bar is, but then he realizes it's at the other end of that street that they were talking about. So now he's stuck there, and he goes there and sure as us. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's doing crazy stuff. And then the girl that had a husband comes over with the husband. Like, they're all in the same room while he's getting someone talking to, you know, his hockey stick. Right. She leans over and is like, hey, beat it. I want to take care of him. Is that cool to her husband? And the husband's like, yeah, do it. She starts doing it. And he's like, I could tell they hit a moment where it got awkward for both of us. And I finally, I could feel him watching over me and it was just too much. And I told him, yeah, you got to go. And, and so he stopped, yeah. stopped what was going on. Well, at that point he's still there and he's wasted. So he just crashed there, I think. And then woke up the next day and they're all like, you coming to get breakfast with us? And he's like, I guess this is weird. That is awkward. And then he said he found out from other players that happened to them as well. Like, these people are just, like, basically... That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They think it's cool to find celebrities or hockey players in Arizona to come back to the, the House of No Return or whatever he called it. It was pretty funny. And some people, like, that's their thing. They want to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you hear, like, people have those fantasies, but I think, I don't know if I could ever actually go through with something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you're like, yeah. yeah. Man. I know. like I wish people could see my like Steve could see my brain working like, "Oh, he's in." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100 Like it, yeah. All right, Ted, um I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go. Eat. Let's get some push-ups let's, and go eat. Let's get some push-ups. I know I uh, real quick, real funny story. Not funny, but you know, yesterday obviously was a, a, a tough time, September 11th. And um ESPN was on, and I'm talking and watching it with my wife, and then they do, "Have you seen that Wells Crowther story?" They, they run it every year. About the guy with the red bandana. I put it on my Twitter page. All right. You should check it out if you feel like getting a good cry. And the guy sounded like an incredible human being. Went to Boston College, played hockey, all this, wanted to become a firefighter. Ended up saving a lot of people's lives. And there's a part at the end of it where it's like talking about his his history. And, you know, they got his picture hanging up at the door right before any time the firefighters have to leave that fire station. He's the last person they see. Kind of like, you know, in in memory of him. Uh, There's like, a jogging charity event that everyone wears red bandanas in honor of him. But the part that got me was there's a woman that has a picture of him playing, like in his hockey uniform at, in her house. And she was one of the people that he saved. And she has a picture of him. Like Never oh, nice. knew him, never knew him, but he saved her life. So forever, she's going to have that picture. And at that point, just waterworks, right? You know me, just get emotional about these things. And my <laughs> wife just looks over and He's like, there you go again. You're crying, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. I'm crying. Have you always been a crier, or is it getting worse as you get older? It's getting way worse when I get older, man. I know. I always joke, I'm like, I'm, I'm suffering massive manopause. Yeah. Yeah. Are you starting to be more emotional as, as you get older? I mean, I've always been kind of a crier, so I mean, it's not that weird for me, but I have friends that, like, me, our age difference is huge, but I notice my friends over 40 yeah. seem to cry a lot more. Yeah. I'm screwed. If we ever do have a kid, even my wife says... You're going to be a mess anytime, like a slight milestone happens, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, first hair. Oh my God. Tooth falls out. Oh my God. You know what? All right. So I can, like, I'm a crier when it comes to like relationships or this or that. But the one, I don't know why. The one, oh, wait a minute. Were we still doing September 11th? No, no, no. Oh, that was all. The one that chokes me up the worst, and I cry every year when it happens, uh, is when people get drafted. Yes. Like if they get the, especially if they're at home. Oh I don't know why. Oh, my God. That no. one. Oh, the family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like half the time, I'm like, I don't even know who that, the guy's 21. I have no idea who he is, but I'm crying about him. getting drunk. Like, we made it. Yeah, then you'll finish the story, and he's like, "Oh, he was arrested two years ago on a weapons assault charge." So I'm like, "But he's now going to be able to turn his life around, and his whole family." He's got three felonies, and I'm crying for him. <laughs> look at his mom. His mom. Oh god, dude, uh, the video of uh, the, the Griffin, mo- the Griffin boys, uh, Shaq and Shaquille oh, yeah. and Shaquem, and they come off the field and they hug mom. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. That one's brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I start crying, and then I'm thinking, well. Oh, I wonder, like, did she have one of the sons' numbers on the front and the other one on the back? Or did she just go with the rookie? Because she had the rookie. She had Shaquemes. She- yeah, I think she got go to go the rookie. Yeah. And there was another player on the Seahawks that hugged her. Like, he just came out of nowhere before the, other, the, the, the two boys came out off the <laughs> field. And she's, like, waving. And it's so cute, man. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. And... One of the Seahawks just comes over and hugs around. I'm like, oh, who is that guy? Yeah. Been- Everybody's getting a hug. Yeah. you get a hug. you know, hug. a hug. I, know, dude, I got a little emotional. My, my my wife's like, if if we have a son and he starts playing hockey, you're screwed, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. The minute he take, steps foot on the ice in his cute little goalie gear, because he'll be a goalie like his father. Uh, just kidding. I am going to be Waterworks. I'll never be that dad that's going to get mad. I'm just going to be that dad. Well, I mean, obviously, you heard my story before. Lean into the pitch. Well, I know you say that, but I've told you, like, uh, like when I've gone to see my niece and nephew, like, I did it this year. Like, before I realized it, like, you kind of turn into, like, that person. I'm like, like, again, he's playing intramural basketball, right? right? So it's not even, like, a big league. And by the end of it, I'm just like, I mean, would it kill this coach to have one inbounds play? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I just heard my stomach roar. Right? It's time to go. No, you're right. You're probably right. You're that's probably what I'm right. Because I'm with you. I yep. would, but it's just like when I watch CJ play, and all of a sudden, half hour in, I'm, I've turned into that parent. I'm going to be the guy that's like, yeah, I, this goalie has given up six goals in the first period. My son is on the bench with his brand new warrior goalie gear, like his father, that matches the jersey on like the starter. Put him in. Can't yeah. do much worse than this kid. I used to tell a story about my son on the radio every morning because I'm a radio celebrity coach. Just pull out every card. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. God, yeah, the, uh, car. You know what? We're going to celebrate Mac Miller. Hell, yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, man. Freaking A. Ah, oh, and he was coming to Seattle, too. I know. I was going to say, we got to go. Yeah, you know it's me. This is another great one.
1: Started here Hopefully, I'll be at the top soon.
0: All now, right, I'm let's at get 10 Mega Family. Thank you for listening, as you always. You know
1: how much you love it when you get it in abundance. Give a fuck about the budget when you won't be the subject of discussion but it's nothing when you stuff and just say f- you walking out in public and you hear them talking about it. I just wanna rack, through the city in a cut list, a b- somewhere get my n- kiss that's the way it goes when you party just like
0: I do follow us on twitter at the mega cast second verse to this one should we stick around for the second verse? oh it's alright we can you know, it's just hey. She want an autograph. She's ready a bring a pen.
1: Any protected Trump would like be president, like oh, right? He's like we The, the take Simpsons with the, the predictions. Yeah. Got these mad. Take over yeah, we gotta
0: the world go eat. Yeah, I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. Right. chicken wings. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I'm kidding. We can do whatever you want. See, if you want wings, we get wings. I don't want you to cry. <laughs> First the red bandana, and now I don't get my dry rub. All flats. (laughs) Was it flats and drummies? Yeah. Yeah. You taught me that. Yeah. I appreciate you for that.
1: (laughs) Bless him.